0: reenacting that now. Do you want to change that about yourself? Oh, yeah. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to the Carol the Coach Show at 645 in the morning. Why am I doing a show at 645 in the morning? Well, actually, it's to get it in because i know that you've noticed that i've been a bit lax about the podcast and i i just got to tell you i'm really navigating a lot of a lot of things in my life and so i wanted to confess to you you know it's all about being honest open transparent authentic and vulnerable right and so Um, Many of you know, because I've got a lot of clients that listen to the show, that I am trying to lean into retirement. Now, most of you know I have two podcasts. I represent AppFast and host one of their shows. And then I've done this show, well, actually, as as I know that you know, I've done this show uh, since 2007. It was the first show, the first podcast, on sex addiction ever was. I remember back in um, ITAP days, the days when I was being trained to be a certified sex addiction therapist, I wanted to do podcasting because I no longer had a real radio show. That's what I called it, right? Podcasting seemed like something that you did for fun, but it wasn't a real radio show. And I had done broadcasting for years and years and years as an amateur but had several very successful shows, um, Sex, Love, and Relationships with Carol the Coach, the Carol the Coach Show. had three of those um, here in Indianapolis. And so I asked my colleagues in our training, hey, I want to do some podcasting. I want to interview a, you about your life, so many uh, CFATs are actually in recovery themselves. And I wanted to make visible to people that were struggling with sex addiction the resources that were out there in the community. And everybody looked at me like a deer in the headlights. They go, what? No, I wouldn't know what to say. I'd be nervous. I couldn't do that. And first guest I had was Joe Court. Now, it's it's a funny thing about Joe. Joe was um, a fatter, and then somewhere, somehow, he shifted how he believed, and he no longer believed that sex addiction was an addiction. He joined the American Association of Sex Educators, Counselors, and Therapists theory that, you know, we shouldn't pathologize. Behaviors that are outside of the continuum. So anyway, I interviewed Joe. He was a great interview. Um, and, and then he kind of shifted on, on me and C-Satters uh, about a year and a half later and disputed sex addiction. Interesting interview. Nonetheless, he didn't talk about disputing it because he believed in it then. But we are all allowed to change our thoughts and our beliefs I definitely believe in compulsive sexual behavioral disorder. That is what they're calling sex addiction. The World Health Organization defined it as such. And so I believe it exists. I believe it's a problem. And after about a year, I decided to look at my demographics and see what was going on, and it was women, right? Women were listening to the show to understand their husbands, and so my uh, my practice changed a little bit. It was almost solely and primarily sex addicts. And I would have some women come in to learn how to cope with their husbands or spouses that had sex addiction. But my guys were getting better and the women weren't. And that's when I had Barbara Stephens from APFATS on, to talk about partner sensitivity and for two years I wanted that training but it always fell on my birthday because I wanted face to face I'm a face to face uh, girl I like doing trainings face to face I like chatting with my colleagues sitting next to them sharing mints you know I, I just like the interpersonal interaction so Eventually, I decided to take it online and got a great education, Um, was really amazed at what I didn't know, and started including partners in to my very first sessions with the addict. You know, the partners typically called me, so I had I had them right there in my hands so that I could invite them to that first appointment, which we call an intake. And that's what I did. I started inviting them in. And all of a sudden, my practice that was primarily sex addicts became couples. And you know, I wrote Help Her Heal to teach sex addicts empathy. I am so proud of that work and so proud of the fact that I laid the groundwork for that. Now, I'm a believer in knowing your own personal strengths, and I also believe that my higher power put me in this situation so that I could do this, right? Um, It wasn't me. It was my higher power, but he definitely put me in a situation where as I was helping addicts to be better partners for their spouses, I realized they were looking at me like a deer in the headlights. They didn't know how to do it. And so I started helping them and creating exercises for them. And it was through my work with them that I wrote Help or Heal. And it really was groundbreaking As more time goes by, I realize that, you know, professionals all over the world thank me (laughs) over and over and over again for this book. And I'm like, whoa, it was just something I was doing with my clients. It was no big deal. But I realized that it's the foundation um, that many other books have been written. And I'm very proud of that. And then, Uh, my colleague and one of my very best friends who is not in this field, who had not bought my book, which I, um, I was aghast because I'm like, your best friend has written a book and you haven't even had the desire to read it. What's up with that? And you do work with sex addicts a little bit. You certainly work with partners a little bit. Although again, she wasn't designated to do that. She, kind of got into that by default and kind of because her best friend was talking about it a lot. And, you know, you start talking about it and they show up. So, again, the universe takes care of us and takes care of them. And so um, my friend got the book, but she didn't tell me. And her birthday came around. And what did I give her? I gave her a copy of my book. And she said, oh, I already bought this. And I'm like, well, too bad. Now you got two copies. Give one away. I didn't feel one bit sorry for her. that She already had that present. I love her dearly, but she should have gotten my book, and she should have told me when she got it. Well, that um, led into a book that we had been writing since 2015 and had just kind of abandoned. We put it on the shelf and just didn't finish it, called Transformations. And for any of you out there that have... Um, loved ones who don't have this addiction, uh, especially women, this is a book for women, who need to build their self-esteem, right? Again, this is not for partners. This is a book for women to help them build their self-esteem. So if you got sisters or mothers or aunts or friends, transformations, and it's uh, about transforming your life and building your own self-esteem. So she was looking at my upper heel, and she said, Carol, I love the graphics in this book. I love how you did this book. I want to finish Transformations, and I want to use the same publisher. And so I said, okay, you'll split the cost with me, because we use a hybrid publisher. Many of you know, because I've had him on the show, Darren Ford.'" who is a CSAT, which isn't that incredible, that my publisher is a CSAT. Uh, he does publishing on the side, and actually he had just gotten it started. I do believe I might have been his first book. I was definitely his first bestseller. Um, he had written some books, and they are amazing. They're on mindfulness and the addictive mind. Um, I highly recommend them. Go to Samo Press, S A N O, and then the next word, Press, and take a look at those books. Darren is an amazing author and an amazing professional. But anyway, so we did this transformation book. And as I was finishing up this book that we had worked on for so long, could not, not do an adaptation for partners, that helped to build their self-esteem, too, through the three-phase model of partner betrayal, right? Um, so we did transformations, and then I used that as the skeleton for unleashing your power, moving through sexual betrayal. And unleashing your power is a workbook for women, for partners, who have been through this ordeal and need to get stronger for themselves, They need to get stronger for themselves so that they can move through the three phases of partner betrayal and get over there to post-traumatic growth, right? That's actually the third phase. Excuse me while I drink a little coffee. Side note, I had a surgery this week and it was at two o'clock and I couldn't have any water or coffee on Tuesday. And I realized more than ever how precious my coffee is because I was very dehydrated and wanting my coffee all, all morning on Tuesday. Okay. But I digress. So I wrote this book, Unleashing Your Power, based on the bare bones of transformations. And what I've been so impressed with is that professionals all over the world are using it with their clients and it's written for the client for the partner and they're doing groups around it so I so appreciate that I love 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 that and if you haven't if you're a partner and you haven't gotten unleashing your power please go to amazon.com or go to Sano Press com and get that book. It'll help walk you through how to feel better about your life, how to feel better about you, and how to get you through, as I said, the three stages of partner betrayal. The first being safety and stabilization. The second being grief, mourning, loss, and anger. It helps you do anger work. It helps you do grief work. And then that third phase is post-traumatic growth. Okay, so I wrote that book, and then I realized that I was using a lot of my help or heal material with couples, and I felt so blessed because my couples that came in for therapy that used to be angry and hostile and violent and volatile and certainly vigilant, all the B words, uh, my couples were getting better. You know, this work was transforming them and it was from Help Her Heal. Well, and in actuality, I, I want to say that a lot of my couples were taking the Help Her Heal online course. And that course, although... Um, Although I put it together for sex addicts, the sex addict and his or her spouse could look at my modules together, could learn together, could do the exercises together, and we're getting better, right? They were getting better. And so I was doing the same work with them in session, and they were getting better, and they were no longer volatile and um Vicious and angry, and it diffused a lot of the emotions because the empathy was really being transformed in my office. So I decided I was going to start teaching this stuff to professionals for couples. And that's exactly what I did. Ercom was born. And you've heard probably, probably previous podcasts about the early recovery couples empathy model that I use with professionals to teach and train them how to do Ercom. And Ercom is the way to help couples heal in the beginning stages of safety and stabilization. Once they get stable, then IRCAM teaches them how to work through that second phase. And I've had about 40 people go through it. Um, We've got another training. If you're a clinician or a coach or a professional that wants to learn this work, we've got another training coming up in March, the last week of March. You go to appsats.org because they're sponsoring us. It's not an appSaft program, but they are sponsoring me for this next year in Irkham, and sign up for the training. It's a four-day training and learn how to do this work because, you know, here's what I know about my podcast. I have sex addicts who listen to it. I have partners that listen to it. And I have coaches and clinicians and other professionals that listen to the podcast. So I created ERCA. I know it's a funny name, but I'm really growing very fond of it. And again, that stands for Early Recovery Couples Empathy Model. And see, nobody should be doing couples therapy with you if you are in the first 18 months of discovering sex addiction they should be doing early recovery couples work they should be building relational skills for you they should be setting out boundaries so she feels safe they should not jump into couples therapy because it's not safe you're not sober long enough to be safe you haven't done a formal therapeutic disclosure like you need to you haven't um done the emotional impact letter and the restitution letter. These are all things that we teach in ERCOM. Okay. So then as I was putting together the IRCAM course, the training, the certification, um, I started writing about it. And I started writing to couples because I realized that there are a lot of couples that can't afford therapy. They can't afford early recovery couples' work. They aren't in areas that have coaches or therapists. Um, They're in shame and they don't know where to go. And so out of Urquan came the book that I just finished um, called Help Them Heal, Helping You to Help Each Other Heal. Now, I just submitted that. My editor, Darren Ford, said that they just secured um, another editor who's actually going to do the work with me to get that book finalized. I have the best graphic artist in the world. Uh, He did my Helper Heal illustrations. He's amazing. And he's going to be doing the illustrations and it's really going to take you through the steps to get you to post-traumatic growth. So be looking for that book. You know, I'll tell you when it comes out. It's probably going to be—I wanted to say the beginning of January, but it's probably going to be the end of January, the beginning of February. Um, it depends on how hard my editor works, <laughs> and I—I I am a slave driver about that. If I let them work at their own pace, they'd still be out there sending me the contract, right? So I wanted to give you that update because I'm leaning into retirement, right? And I'm really not taking clients anymore. There are some specialized cases, but I'm really trying to leave a legacy. And what I mean by that is I am trying to... um, Pay it forward in this field and help others to grow, both professionally and as clients. And I believe that clients can also use Help or Heal and have Help or Heal groups and book studies and can help other men do this work. I, I know it to be true because they already are. I'm always really excited when I get somebody who says, I'm doing a book study with your book, and I got 12 men signed up, and they're loving it. And and instead of doing our 12-step work, we're doing your book. Now, the truth of the matter is you know with 12-step work, you're not allowed to use outside material. So what they're telling me is that they're taking a break on their own 12-step work and doing the book, and I'm sure they're going to other 12-step meetings. So, you know, it's all about gratitude. And I say that from the bottom of my heart. I'm so grateful, so very grateful that this work is paying it forward. People are getting help sooner. They're getting better help. They're getting, um, they're understanding themselves better. They're learning how to manage this addiction They're learning how to manage their triggers. Women are learning how to use mindfulness and to realize their mind is not their bodies and that they can control some of what is going on in their body, in their mind, and detach from that. And even though the body keeps score, they are learning that they can create new body sensory experiences that that provides a sense of safety and serenity. So I just wanted to keep you updated. It's almost 10 after 7 my time, and I work at 8, so I got to run. But it was great spending this morning with you, sharing with you what I'm doing because it has so much meaning, and I will do a better job at keeping my podcast up to date. I I have just been so busy and so preoccupied that this has fallen on the back burner. And I knew it was bad when I was uh, supervising a group last week. And this woman said, how's your back? How's your back? I heard you broke your back. And I looked at her and I go, no, I didn't. You see, I've, I've broken my back twice, but I haven't broken my back in two years. And she goes, well, I just listened to your podcast and you broke your back. And I go, oh, sorry about that. That was a replay. That was from another time, and that's why you think I broke my back, because I did, but that was way back then, not now. I hope you enjoyed this morning review with Carol the Coach. Um, You can see how happy I am in the morning. I bounce out of bed. I'm so happy to have another day before me. I kind of tease everybody because that's not how most people do it, and I know it. They love their sleep, and actually I do too. But there's always so many fun things awaiting me. You know, I mean, I make myself sometimes get up at 4 o'clock. If I have a chapter to write, I say get your butt up, get it done, so you don't have to think about it for the rest of the day. I don't like to have things hanging over my head. That's not when I'm as productive as I want to be. So, you are listening to Sex Help with Carol the Coach. And as I say at the end of every show, there will only be one of you at all times. Fearlessly have the courage to be yourself. And I'll keep you posted on the book. And hopefully, I'll get a guest for you next week. You take care. And uh, thanks for being patient with me and gracious. I hope you haven't left the podcast because you thought I left you. Because I definitely haven't. And even if I retire, I never will. He'll get me in some form, shape, um, because that's all I have to say about that this morning. You make it a good day. Talk to you soon.